Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey Mike, welcome to the podcast. Hey Ryan. We need to we need to mix up that podcast intro, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I always welcome you, Egan. Oh no, you took over the intro once. I, I did, I did, I did. But you're the you're the host, the host yeah. of the most. Yeah. And this is a interesting lead-in for us today because we are physically together in the office uh, over the COVID crisis that has been somewhat of a rarity, and it has led to some really inter- interesting discussions in our team mm-hmm. about what is the ideal working model going forward. Mm. Is it work from home is it in the office is it somewhere in the in the middle what should we be thinking about because i'm certain we are not the only organization (laughs) in the world facing this conundrum at the moment i think every organization in the world is probably well maybe not everyone for some it's a kind of laid down there is no option um and bearing in mind that you know the overall stat in this is that something like 70% of workplaces cannot work from home. You know, they are physically uh, constrained about how they can operate. They are in a factory or a shop or, you know, or a genuinely a place of production, if you like. Quite hard to be a restaurant that works from home. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the health department would have something to say about that. Uh, yeah. might do. And yeah. uh, I think customers might find it a bit weird coming into uh, your, yeah. <coughs> into your uh, lounge to have their meal maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little odd. Puts another uh, take on um, home cooking, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It does. <coughs> Actually, that is one of the things we have developed. Probably a whole bunch of people now have developed their kind of culinary skills. I can reel off three or four epic Estupendo meals that um, that uh, were cooked over lockdown. So yeah, and interesting how marketing evolves and adapts to a market. Yeah. I heard a radio ad this morning that was from a kitchen manufacturing company oh, that yeah? said, "Clearly, you've been spending a lot of time in your kitchen. You've fallen in love, but your old bench top is terrible. Let us replace that nice, for you." Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, adapting yeah, to yeah, the market. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of conversations about how to work, and it and at one level you get the kind of and I read a lot of the McKinsey and the HBR stuff, and they're saying, oh, the world has changed, you need to adapt, you need to adapt, what do you, how do you kind of lock it in and stuff? And go, yeah, you've got that. And then, you know, as we've experienced coming back to the office, it's kind of, you know, it's actually exactly the same. So it's a really, it's a really difficult time to sort of sift out what is the pull of the familiar and, and inertia, the opportunity to kind of reimagine and re-engineer and then what's going to be practical in the longer term so um you were you were talking about some stats you saw on on linkedin just yeah sorry uh survey had uh six and a half thousand respondents to it and the options were work from home, work from the office, or or hybrid. Fifty-eight uh, percent of the respondents said a hybrid model was their mm. their preference. Uh, over thirty percent said work from home entirely, mm. uh, and that left about an eight percent uh, group mm. that wanted to work in the office only, mm. um, and then a couple of undecideds. But it was it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But I think there's this tension between a number of different factors, yeah. and yeah. there is the tension of where do we add the most value yeah 
and that is at a personal level, at a team level, at an organisation level. Mm. There's an element of uh, straight out convenience. Oh, yeah. Actually, for me as an individual, what, yep. just which of these options is most convenient mm. to mm. me? Mm. Is that necessarily aligned with the uh, best outcomes for the business? Mm. Sometimes and sometimes not. So there, there's that that aspect. And then I think this other tension that we've talked about between uh, the types of work that we need yeah. to get done. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things that we see is that this tension between productivity and collaboration, because there's no doubt that, you know, if we're working from home in that kind of work, in the kind of getting output out, getting stuff done, you and I have been big fans of working from home for at least part of. In fact, I've been a big, an even bigger fan of it, and for the last five years, have been probably 60% home, 40% office, maybe even more, you know, two thirds, one third, uh, dating from the time I started writing a book. And it was just, you know, I could not do that in the office. So um, I'm very comfortable with it. Um, but there are still some traps. And one of the key traps is that tension between productivity on the other, on one hand and then collaboration and innovation. Because it's um, while I do come up with the occasional good idea on my own, the best ideas we have as an organisation come up through collaboration. You can do that online, we've seen that, but it's not actually as good as being in person. And you know, one of the things I keep saying and keep thinking, and I've said it for years, in a high-tech world, high-touch is everything. So for people as people, you know, there's a social dimension, that kind of that big group of people who just work from home, somewhere in there, they have got to, as employers, as organisations, as leaders, take account of the social needs of work. Because even for introverts like me, there are social needs there. It's really important that I interact, that we interact as a team and that I am kind of um, present with the, with the other people in, the, in our little community. So, you know, it'll be really interesting to see. I don't think anything that happens right now is going to be the way it stays. And a couple of other C words which are, are important. We talk about yep. collaboration yep. and there's no doubt that when we're you know brainstorming and solving problems as a group, being yep. in the same room is really, really helpful. But a couple of those other C's that are very important as well are culture. Yeah. And <clears throat> culture is not just about collaboration. Yeah. Culture yeah. is about that experience you have with, with others. Mm -hmm. uh, can you build culture remotely? Oh, you oh, can, but I think it's hard. It's, hard, it's eh? much, much harder. Yeah. Yeah, than, yeah. And the other one is uh, just communication. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I did one-on-ones with the team members today, and one of the discussions I had, we have someone who's now predominantly working from, mm. from home, and the challenge for me is just those five-minute conversations that happen at random. Mm. They weren't mm. things that we had mm. diarised as meetings or, mm. you know, uh, intentional catch-ups, mm. but I really felt that we were struggling a little bit because we weren't having those five-minute interactions in, mm. the, in the office. So, mm. uh, an extenuating set of circumstances with yep. with that particular team member working yep. from home is really a great uh, option for her. But we have to find a way to make sure that we can cover that communication gap, which results when you don't, you just don't hear the oh, what are those people talking about yeah. over your shoulder? Yeah, yeah. And that's the in the innovation world, it's called the face-to-face. -face. It's the, it's the collision. You just run into people and they're working on something or you catch them talking about something, you go, ah, oh, 
and you you know that's what innovation looks like at you know at its at its most um, basic mm-hmm. is just bringing two ideas together that, that weren't connected but you know putting the pieces together so that bit really suffers if you're working on your own and it means that however you're doing it you have to be very deliberate about your communication and you and I have talked about you know that staff member and one of the things that we have to do that in is formalize our communication and you and I had to do this in the, during the lockdown you know we had to make sure we had time every day for a quick phone call so if we're not going to do it face to face do it formally this is the thing about it being a kind of a, a different normal that has to become part of how we operate around the productivity is that what we observed with people over the over this the span of the lockdown was actually productivity declined as the the longer the lockdown went on uh, and it might have been around kind of sheer impatience with not being able to go anywhere. Tempers got frayed, the, 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 particularly with the kids on, on site, on work site. Uh, it was hard to maintain the boundaries. I think boundaries... Impossible. It, Absolutely impossible. Yeah, yeah. when well, you, you know, yeah, you've got kids running. Oh, and, yeah. and look, I'm, <coughs> I'm fortunate that my uh, kids are 13 and 15, yeah. so they're pretty independent and they can get on with their online learning. But the challenge, uh, I, I was talking to someone who said they felt like they now had four jobs. So mm. they were doing their work job they were trying to do from home. They were the home chef because they did all, all the yeah. cooking. Yeah. They were the they were the cleaner and they were also the teacher. Right, because they were now having to do the whole online online school thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to you know we know that boys can't multitask at all, but even super super females, yeah. pretty tough uh, challenge trying to uh, do four jobs all at the same time, yeah. particularly when you can't go that one starts and stops here and that one yeah. starts and stops here. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was it was a, a melting pot, and, and that's one of the things you know w- with business owners working from home. I used to say, get out, get out of home get an office or build an office or do something but create a boundary between home and office because it's not so much it's the um, slacking off at work it's actually that people end up really sleeping at the office you know they're actually they get so wound up in it that they that the bed's just there and they kind of flop onto that but they still haven't left work particularly mentally they haven't left work yeah 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 it's there all the time so it's a real that is a real challenge Uh, and I think the culture piece you know that cohesion that sense of um, togetherness, that sense of kind of common purpose, um, the creativity that that happens really only kind of when people come together, you lose that spark. You just become this productive unit kind of shoveling work out. And there is more to there is more to work than that. You know, we are social beings, and we are organisational beings. And we also know that one of the, you know, the most important things that we can do for the organisation is to harness the contribution that teams make. You know, for a long, for the last, I don't know how many years, the emphasis has been on building great teams. Agile has been about building great, flexible, dynamic teams. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're kind of atomized, you know, they're all out and about and everywhere else, that poses some real challenges. Against that, the upside, as we were just talking about, was geography's just disappeared as a constraint on you know where you've got roles that are simply productive if there's less collaboration called for suddenly you can hire people from anywhere sure
We've got uh, business leaders that are all pondering this currently. We've come across lots of different models from people that are remaining fully working from home because they've decided not to go back to the office until they get to level one. We've had people that are doing the week about thing, Mm -hmm. which I think Mm -hmm. is predominantly driven by the ability to social distance at work. Mm -hmm. We've had people that have said, uh, what would be the appropriate term? One for all and all for one. Mm. You know, yeah. Mike, you talked about an example of a team that was a production of factory-based organisation and whilst the office team could work from home, it felt that it was the right thing for the organisation yeah. as one team to go, right, you know, if it's good enough for the factory team to be in here, yep. then it's good enough for the office team yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, we have adopted a hybrid or we're trialling a hybrid model and mm-hmm. I think that trialling word is a, is a really good thing. Yeah. And I just don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. Oh, there's not. For, even for organisations, but then certainly mm. people in the organisation. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. I think that's right. By sector, you know, how much of your work is actually remotable? Um, and then by organisation, what is the nature of the business? And then the, the nature of the roles? I think the trialling piece is really important because it's still changing, you know, the, the, the external environment in terms of levels and in terms of the virus uh, and in terms of society and the economy looks the same and yet it's not. And so we need to be continually adjusting very deliberately. Is this still working? Is this working for us? You know, what do we need to change? So we need to be very aware. We need to be very deliberate. We need to sort of make some decisions about, you know, one of the things we talked about in the how do we decide, how do we make this kind of hybrid work was, well, one thing is have a primary workspace. If you are in both, have one place where you are primarily set up. Because I think, you know, humping your stuff from space to space doesn't work Mm -hmm. and emptying it out doesn't work because you're not connected anywhere, you kind of fall between. So have a primary workspace and then whatever arrangements. So, you know, for me, it's at home. That's where my main kind of technology setup is. That's where all my all my stuff is. And here I have a laptop and a screen and a, and a, and a docking station. Sure. And, that, and I don't try and do stuff that I would do at home. Coming here is for meetings, is for conversations, is for collaboration, is for recording and so on. So sort of being clear about the, west, the best place for what is, is really important. I think having some commitment as we have around days in, when everybody is in the office, makes the effort to be to be in the office, mm-hmm. that's really important. So that there's sort of some coordination. And then and then we stick to it, unlike, uh, well, unlike me this morning, for example, because this is an in the office day and yep. yeah, for some reason I thought I'd Zoom. For, anyway, so um, yeah, here I am. What about the elephant in the room? <laughs> I still get this sense there's lots of business leaders who go, hmm, are my people really working when oh, they're at home? Oh, yeah, well, that, there is that. And at least yes. if they're in the office, I can keep an eye on them. The other thing that kind of works against productivity, there's the kind of boundaries, there's interruptions from your cohabitants, and then there's the lack of accountability. And it's real because both... The boss being able to say, hmm, at least when that person's there, I can see if they're at their desk and technically, nominally, they're working, even if actually they're, I can't see what's on their screen, so they're probably on Trade Me or Facebook or something. But you will work better if you know that you are being watched. Mm. I'm not so sure. This is the research, Matt. Science doesn't care what you believe, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
Yeah, and I think like all things, it's a uh, continuum, right? There are some people that can be uh, very personally accountable. There are ways to add in accountability, albeit remotely. They don't actually, people like that, you don't even need to hold them to account because they've got stuff to do and it's their kind of internal driver that that leads them to get things done. But on that kind of normal distribution, Mm. there's a segment who, who kind of get to work from home and go, Oh, is it all right? Yeah. I do think it's a bit of a fallacy. I did see uh, one of the online uh, recruitment agencies present Mm. some research a little while ago now, and they were showing their internet traffic spikes. Mm. And this was when people were predominantly working from the office, and the spike in their traffic, i.e. people looking for new jobs, was between uh, 9.30 and 11.30. Really? So, you know, oh, I think it's great that everyone's in the office because I can see them, they must be really productive. It's BS in, yeah, my, in yeah, my view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- well, certainly that's true. I, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I think I would argue that there is a group of people who, in the absence of that accountability, they do their, they're, they're doing their own thing because nobody's watching. Against that, are people always productive in the office? No. And actually, you know what? Research, if we play the science research card, yeah. uh, Prudential the, did yeah, the yeah. four-day week. They presented some findings from both Canadian and UK studies that said people were productive in the office somewhere between two and three hours a day. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And, and it's actually really hard to be uh, productive all the time. But, and, and I'm not. And, you know, my my guidance would be, as a leader, spend less time focused on time at the desk, more time focused on discussion around what's the value that we need to, what's the contribution is a great word that you yep. use, Mike. Yep. What is the contribution that we need to make as a team this week? Yep. And what is your contribution to that as an yeah. overall team yeah. goal? Yeah. How are you going to go about getting that done? If you focus on that bit, whether that takes someone 40 hours a week stuck at a yeah. desk or whether it takes them 18 hours because they've had clear thinking focus yeah. product of time, yeah. that's what's important in my view. And it's the work of a, of a manager and it is the real work of a manager and it's a lot easier to not do the work and watch people and see if they're at the office and then go, well, that's a proxy for their productivity because they're here, they you know, must be doing something. As opposed to doing the work of saying, I want this piece of work by this date. You know, kind of, I estimate it's going to take this long. You tell me how long it's going to take. We'll have that conversation. But I want this by then. Mm. Now, that requires you to think about what they're doing, you know, the shape of it, the time of it, the effort involved, etc. The other priorities involved, what else is on the workload. Priorities, etc. You know, actually manage that person as opposed to just say, oh, they're in the office, so they must be working. So as you, as business leaders, as organisations and as individuals think about what is the right model going forward, the answer is no one thing, in, in my view. I think important elements of consideration are start discussions with contribution. Yes. How, how can we best contribute to what we need to achieve as individuals, mm. as teams and as, as organisations? Uh, make sure that we identify uh, cultural and culture mm. and productivity and communication mm. uh, impacts. And importantly, involve your team in the discussion. Mm. Mm. And we did that We did that here. I'm going to be quite honest, it was a really challenging conversation mm. and probably didn't flow how I'd hoped it would. No. I think what the team did appreciate, though, was that we had a conversation about it. And uh, as 
organisations, as departments, as, as teams, have that discussion and be bold about those things of contribution, how will we communicate, yeah. if we choose that model, what are we likely to be offsetting yep. uh, about it, and try some stuff. Try you know, some stuff, if, yeah. if it doesn't work, you can always revert, you can try something else, you can try something new. You know, the model that we're working with is uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are the office days, it's when the expectation is that everyone from the team will be in, be in the office. Including. All of us. We'll get, we'll get the whip out later. <laughs> yeah. Look, that, that said, Mike, I think the ability to adapt, because it, again, I think it does come to the individual. Yeah. Where we might go, actually, you're more valuable to the organisation spending that three hours at home. Hey, look, if we've got a collaboration meeting set, of course yeah. we want you to be yeah. here, but that might be something that evolves. But that's what we're starting out as a team. Two days set as office days, other ones are flexible and having discussions around contribution and, and value-add, not time yeah. the desk. In fact, I well remember times you told me to just go home. Stop being so annoying and distracting everyone and just go home. Yes. 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 Good advice. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today, team. It's been a pleasure to have you join us on the podcast. If you've found ways of working that are both uh, good or bad or expectations that you had and didn't succeed or wildly exceeded expectations, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a comment in the comment section. And uh, some of the value here is when we share ideas and experiences. So we'd appreciate yeah. it if you did so. And I think this, on the, the point to wrap on is really the point that our great friend Britta Christiansen makes. Take care of the people first. And, and if you start with that, and then you work out people before tasks and you work it out from there. If you start there, all of that other stuff will fly. Spot on. Cheers. <laughs>